Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 77. April 26th for 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are... Oh, wait, 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 before we go any further. Happy birthday oh, no, no, to no, no, Tim. No, Happy no, birthday you, to you for Tim. Not no, that was it. That's all I wanted to do. Well, by the time this podcast airs, it will be Vance's birthday, because his birthday is two days after mine. Okay. So Happy birthday, birthday to, to Vance. Vance. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to Vance. Short version. Great. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, uh, Top Patreon supporters, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. All right. Uh, Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and Greg Mead. So Tim, I'm sure, is working on his uh, birthday treats. What, uh, what, what does everybody have on their bench? I don't even know what that means. What's a birthday treat? I don't know why I said that. Does that even mean? Yeah, because that was kind of creepy a little bit, right? It was a little. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, it was better than saying like he's working on his birthday bits, but I don't even know what that means. I don't know. See, I don't know what either of you mean most of the time. Yeah, that's probably true. (laughs) That's a golf thing. Par for the course. Get it? Because I said it was a golf and there's par. Oh yeah. Whew. Okay, so, we are off to a ripping start here. <laughs> Tim, what's on your bench? What are you working on? Uh, so what I'm not working on, I've, I've been running around doing a lot of things. Um, I do have some projects I'm working on on the bench and whatnot. But uh, uh, I wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, one is that I, I just it was fun for me. I want to do more stuff. I always try to do different things, you know. And um, so I did a talk at my local library. Uh, over the weekend where I, I've wanted to do this for a while. I have a metal, like a galvanized steel garbage can. It's like a clean new one, you know, and I have my logo spray painted on it. I'm just full of stuff. And so I went, I just talked for a few minutes about upcycling and I dumped. This oh, I thought you were going to say you floor. built a grill out of it and you barbecued some steaks and showed the kids don't eat that. Yeah, that was what I did. I actually slaughtered the animal first and then. Yeah. Were, were you invited to speak this time or it was just another impromptu session? Where you showed up with your garbage can. <laughs> well, there were some issues we had to work out later, but. <laughs> you know, a little you're bail to be paid, but yeah, you're, big. you're welcome. Really the funny. podcast posted bail for you. <laughs> that would be really funny, actually. I'm going to go to a different library. Like, so I got the, the cans already. It's right over there. So I'm just going to start hitting libraries on my way. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again on Thursday. So I'm going to go do some practice rounds in the next town over, you know. Makes but, sense. He's like that guy that used to jump off buildings. Remember? The, he'd like jump with the parachute. Oh, the parachute. Yeah, the guy used to yeah. parachute off and get arrested, and then he'd go yeah. there again when he got out. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of like a garbage that. can library guy. The garbage can library guy, but uh, yeah. but it was cool because I had a it was basically a, you know adults that were there. There was a couple kids in um, ranging, so the kids are probably like twelve years old or so, and then there was you know people in their sixties or whatever, and and uh, I actually had, we were all sitting around the floor, you know, with this pile of like stuff that I've pulled out of garbage cans, like you know, discussing ideas and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Looking forward to doing it again. So I did that, but then the other thing I wanted to talk about, I mentioned. Last week was um, uh, one of our listeners, Dylan, and, and his, his mom, Karen. Thank you both so much. They invited me into their home uh, to go into their basement. I don't want to get into the whole story or whatever, but there's uh, the, the, the father's uh, basement workshop, and um, he, he was making guitars, and, and they just a super nice um, family, and they, they wanted me to use some of these parts uh, you know, an upcoming build so like to kind of, you know, get me, get them back in the world of, of making and upcycling because neither of them are going to use them. And, uh, um, and Dylan's also a maker. So there's a lot of the tools down there that he's been, you know, collecting and taking and they're just sort of sorting out, but it was just, Hey, thanks Dylan. And thanks Karen. It was such a great, uh, experience meeting you guys. Um, I just started sorting through the piles and piles of guitar parts. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with, and, uh, I'm looking forward to, to digging into those. That's super awesome, dude. Super awesome. It, yeah. yeah, it is. And, I, and also, like I told you, uh, Bill, and I, I, I told Dylan as well, I'm going to send you some parts for your cigar box guitars and we're going to, you know, share the love. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm excited. Get these, things, get these things used instead of collecting dust, you know. And, awesome. I'm, and I'm making stuff too, and I'm working on my, my paint area and stuff. Uh, but, you know. How's that coming along? Well, I just, uh, I, I have like a, I was complaining before we started airing, I have this like bruised rib and, 
I have a table I'm working on that was ready for the hand planing, and I did like one pass with the plane, and I was like, nope, I'm not doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> and then after I cried for 10 minutes, I <laughs> I decided to uh, to paint the the walls white. I, I put up some just OSB, um, and, uh, and so I put a roller on the end of a broom handle, you know, and I was yeah. able to sort of use my arms instead of my chest to like paint the wall today. And so doing that, I was doing some CNC work and stuff. You got um, any pallet wrap? Pallet. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to wrap his ribs. Seriously, I've done that before. You know, the, you oh, know, you know, I was thinking about that of taking. I have the shrink wrap. Yeah. Yep. I the was, shrink wrap. You use that. It's real quick and easy to do when you when you're in a pinch, and it I does just help. My wife that when I got home, I was like, I almost wrapped my chest up in, in shrink wrap, and um, she's like, Why are you saran wrapped? You trying yeah. to keep yourself younger? <laughs> because yeah, preserve my <laughs> good looks. <laughs> because I when I got home from the dinner, we have an ice pack that has like a, a wrap on it, and I I put that yeah. on when I got home, and and uh, just trying to reduce the swelling <laughs> well i'm pretty sure that some birthday bourbon will help as well yeah yeah I'm, yeah I'm, uh, gonna start medicating now yeah, exactly yeah. so while i take my medicine uh who's next how about uh how about you phil because you always go last what um okay say what so let's see here i'm working on a lego table for my son i saw nice. the instagram nice. yeah so yeah. It, it's making some slow progress because i just got back from north carolina i was at uh High Point, North Carolina, just outside of Greensboro. And uh, I was there for a few days, gave a sales meeting, um, walked the show a little bit, served some customers, trained some reps, yada, yada, yada. Was it the uh, high point of your week? Get it? Because I said that. I don't follow. What is is that even? (laughs) Sorry, no, no, go ahead. Okay, here we go. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) There it is. And that like, came we are on the ball with these. Rib. Yeah. That sounded like um, a bruised rib burp. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So um, what else am I working on? So I was working on that. I have a couple of Etsy things to get out. And that's about it. I think my next video is going to be a shop tour um, for two reasons. One, my shop is very different than the shop I had when I did my first uh, shop video maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. And two, it's a pretty easy video to do, so I will mm. do that. I was just thinking about that too because I've been making the paint room and stuff. Want to have that done? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about doing another shop tour. I haven't done one in about a year, and it's like things. It's like things change every month almost. Yeah. And, and but the thing I like to do is I like to say where I got the tool and how much I paid because usually mine are like pretty. They're they're Craigslist finds, right? Yeah, you're good at that. And I think it's like I have nothing to hide. Let's let's say how much these things are worth, so we establish sort of a marketplace. Amongst ourselves, like mm. obviously we're not really competing geographically, so it's not like we're going to outbid each other on anything. So we might as well. I'm, I don't know. Maybe we are geographically the same place, but there's plenty to go around. I just think like if you know how much thing is worth and what how much a steal of a deal is going to be, then then more power to you. And so I'd rather do you guys more have and makers hands? Do you guys have like pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters and? <laughs> I'm not sure. I appreciate the implication. No, I'm serious. Is that what they're called? Or I mean, I know you have coinage and you have bills, but is it the yes, same? You have dollars, same. but there's have different people's pictures on it. Yeah, actually, what we do is we trade bear uh, pelts <laughs> <laughs> for beads. For beads, that's right. And then we try to trade them for land. No, Canada is the 51st state. It's the same. It's all the same. Oh, they're dollars. I don't they're know. Pennies, nickels, dimes. I'd quarters. rather think of us as like the seventh province. Or the twelfth, but that's fine. <laughs> <Close enough. laughs> hey, I know so you guys got to remember my trip. My trip to um, to see you guys for the first time was the farthest I've ever been away from my home ever in my life. So, but they have books where you live, correct? <laughs> and the internet. And the internet, yes. Well, I've discovered obviously the internet, and I've heard right. of books. So right. just back down there, chill. Okay, out, sorry. Okay, so, mind you, weren't your in laws just like in Montreal? They didn't bring back any funny money for you to look at. Mm, no, I, Billy, I, take a look at their money. It's all different colors. Yeah, well, I, I you still know, don't understand why you have the British Queen on it, though. Yeah, because why is that the British Queen still? I mean, what is that all about? It's uh, because we still belong to the Commonwealth. So the Commonwealth are you part was, of Great Britain. No, what we are is part so. of an organization called the Commonwealth, which was an organization. But I thought set there was a Brexit. <clears throat> so tell us, there was an organization. <laughs> Founded after the fall of the British Empire that allowed for the countries that wanted to join it, maintained sort of the the heritage. So Australia's part of it, Canada's part of it, South Africa's uh, – is it South Africa? 
Yeah. I can't remember. I don't quote yeah, me. Think, but there's so. there's a bunch of countries that that still maintain status in the Commonwealth, and basically what that means is we get to have our own mini Olympics every uh, every little while. But oh. you know, there's there's a history that came along with developing as part of the the British Empire, and don't forget, Canada did not fight a war to leave or to gain its independence. Yeah, we signed a business deal. You know what, America? That's why. Exactly. You guys <laughs> were like, listen, this tax on tea is a little much. King George, we out. And uh, we were like, listen, it's 1931. We'd like for our you know, court, uh, Supreme Court to be the final say-so. Would you be so kind? And they were like, okay. This is so cool. You can't see this, but there's a spider on your face, Phil. Oh, now he's climbing back up. Never mind. Did no, you see him? He just went on my on, screen? I just saw him go up to yeah. your camera. Yeah. yeah. I like how I'm talking about history and something interesting. And Bill's Ooh. like, oh, look, bug. Bug. <laughs> squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, squirrel. <laughs> Although I'm presumptuous in thinking that it's interesting. I mean, it's maybe relatively interesting. Um, anyway, yeah. so that's that's what I'm up to, and that's what the Commonwealth is. Bill, what are you working on? Well, I, um, I am working on um, – let's see. I want to do some shout-outs real quick because I haven't just started off like I usually used to. And I just want to say um, Brian Lane – this kid, man, Brian, just we love you. Just so you know that. That's all I got to say. All the correspondence, generosity, love and support. This this kid, Brian, he's a, he's a big fan of the show. And Daniel Harju, did you guys see this? Now yeah, that he's, he's giving uh, away the wood. He's, yeah. Yeah, well, he's not giving it away, but he's like making sure that it doesn't get cut off for firewood. And he's, he's basically, basically yeah, yeah the, it's Daniel. What a what an amazing support, love guy too. Um, Sarah Connor, did you guys see that that thing I did? She, uh, Sarah Miffwick um, Connor, made me a guitar strap out of repurposed gro- plastic grocery bags. Oh, you got it. Yes, I was supposed it to last week. Uh, I knew, I knew did about, you know it, about last it last week. Yeah, because she asked me for your address because she wanted to surprise you. Oh um, man, it is she sent me so a picture. cool. And I want, I meant to, I forgot in last week's podcast, I had written a note, but then lost it. I, I was going to sort of tease you about your guitar. Be like, oh, that thing is great, but you never made a strap for it, you loser. And it was kind of like, <laughs> to, you know, like to sort of set you up and then you would get it in the mail a few days later, but I forgot. Oh, uh, it was, I was so stoked, man. It was that, just Sarah, I Did love you. Did you put that pictures just, on Instagram? I made a video to thank her and, um, you know, yeah, but you should I, put it on Instagram too. So, so our, our I should yeah, put it on Instagram. It's the right thing to do. Because it's awesome. It's amazing. Okay, well, I will do that then. And, uh, and, and, and <laughs> well, <laughs> don't say that because I will, and then I'll end up getting cut off. And, hey, <laughs> anyway. oh, nerds. No, wait, last wait, thing, really. last thing, real quick. I want to give a shout out to um, uh, my my website guy, Make Bill. My- Did you see the giant darts he made? Yeah, yeah those are cool. cool. I saw Holy on smokes! Amazing, amazing. Anyway, all right. So, what am I doing? Uh, I just finished up a sandwich upcycled uh, advertising board, A-frame thing for for the salon, and I put out a video. And I'm gonna go right back into. I haven't decided whether I want to make a guitar with a built-in speaker and amp or a solid body guitar. And if I'm gonna do the solid body guitar, I'm gonna upcycle it from a, a side table I made because we don't use them anymore. And I've got this nice pizza-shaped piece of three-inch thick redwood that I can plane down oh, and cool. make a solid body. I'm is there excited. Any, is there any benefit to using softwood versus hardwood when making a guitar? Uh, the neck, this is my, uh, Tim will correct me in a second, but I do know that because of the tension of the strings, um, the neck needs to be a hardwood or should be. And like real guitars actually have a truss rod, but I'm making a three-string guitar cigar box guitar so if i just use something hard like oak which i have some red and white oak that i'll laminate together um it should work out just fine for what i'm doing but professionally like when tim makes a real guitar i think there's a lot more involved yeah there's a lot more tension when you have like a six string guitar versus a three string and um and then when you get into basses there's even more tension but then the bass neck tends to be almost like a little bit skinnier even so you have to, you know, you, you want to orient the grain properly. You need to use some, like, you know, maple at least, you know, type of, of woods. And I, yeah. I, I mean, I've experimented with softer woods and, you know, and trying to like laminate hardwoods in and whatnot. But it's it's good to use, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure under those strings. And uh, yeah, but so and the, the body doesn't a, matter though. It's just the neck. Well, um, what I found was because I had made a bunch of them out of pine and stuff, you know, and uh, 
there's the joint if you're making a two piece where the neck goes in. Yeah. Um, it's, it gets tricky because you know, you know how it is. You, you run a router around a template inside some soft wood and, and something chips off and it's, you know, reclaim wood is such a pain in the neck like that. And then the hole gets wide and it doesn't fit good. And so there's a lot of advantages to using hardwood. Then there's also the whole like quote unquote tone wood thing. And there's a lot of people that, that firmly believe that you can't make guitars out of, out of inferior wood because it won't sound good. And then there's people like me that say, well, I'll make one out of a freaking water ski. I don't care. It'll sound great. It's the supplier that makes it sound good. Not the, not the wood, you know, I think but, water skis are made out of some really great wood. I, I know I, that's, that's the secret though. <laughs> right. But, uh, but I mean, no, I mean, I've made them out of junk wood because it's, there, there's, there is truth to that under a microscope, but 99% of the time when you're playing through it, like uh, an amplifier, it's like, you can just make it out of just about anything. Um, I mean, like, so, you know, like, Bill, if he's, like, people make cigar box guitars out of actual, like, cardboardish like, cigar boxes. Yeah. They add a little piece of wood through the middle for some strength. Hmm. And that's how I made the, the, the hollow door guitars, basically, was just so there was a wood block through the middle that provided the strength. And I think, cool. I think this coffee table or the side tables is, uh, it's redwood. So, um, I never use redwood because I live out here. But yeah. It's Isn't that a soft wood? Yeah, but I, like I said, the neck I will make out, and I'm going to make it a through neck. So the neck's going to go all the way through. Uh, oh, okay. It should be fine for a three string. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, it's just it's it. repurposing this. First of all, I found this chunk of redwood, cut it in half to make bookends out of it, and then made side tables. And then I had another big chunk of redwood that I made a coffee table. Again, Casey now has a coffee table in the office where she puts all of her stuff and the end tables are behind the couch so there are no purpose to them so i'm going to upcycle those into a guitar how cool hmm. is that no upcycle the upcycle is the end table end grain or it's long grain um think of a it's it would be end grain because it's um, kind of like a log slice like a round right. but it's not a round it was a big pizza pie shape so that's what i'm thinking so that so then the body of the guitar is going to be like an end grain butcher block yeah Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, mm. that is interesting. I don't know. I uh, as soon as I get because th- this time instead of making trying to make everything come through the front of it and then putting a cover on the back, I'm going to yeah. dig it out from the top and I'll make uh, maybe do like Tim's done with the record or some CDs or try and make some kind of a cover over it where the right. control knobs and all that do do bobs and the electronics go. So yeah, heat up. Uh, just heat up a knife. Get a nice new sharp razor blade and heat it up and cut your shape out. You know, that's, and you can do it with records or CDs that way, but you'll break a couple, nice. you'll swear a few times, but you'll be able to make it happen. I, I got no, plenty I of old records. So. Yeah, they're easy to get. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, I, then, are I you making fingerboards really well. that you put on top of the neck too? Like a separate piece for the fingerboard? Or are you just you, well, putting the frets right into the, because that I got to do with the strength. Right. Um, I'm thinking, I, it depends because what I'm going to use for frets is that, that, um, that fish tape wire. Yeah. And, so it just depends because if I if I make just the fretboard that I could laminate to the top of the neck, I think it would make it stronger. Yep. Um, and it makes it easier to get the string height right and everything. And you can do it right. separate and then glue it on later. Right. So I'm, I think that's the way I'm going to go. And then I've got the bigger fish tape that I think I'll use for the nut. I think that would be kind of neat because that's about twice as wide. So mm-hmm. that'll be just about, I think, the right. You know, a couple milfs is all you need for the height. Even if you want to play the slide on it, you can still – you don't need a lot of room. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm having so much fun with this whole music and and guitars and stuff. Yeah, I'm excited it's, to it's see a, a butcher block guitar. So that that should be really cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might be a cool name for it. I don't know. Copyright Phil Pensky, 2017, or upcycled coffee t- upcycled end table guitar. Yeah, that's the, the same. But then, the, okay, but then the so, second title is butcher block. Right, exactly. So you both that's win. the that's the subtitle of the title. Yeah. Which is what everybody's going to remember. It's not a butcher block because it's, 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 is that a butcher block? If you just slice a log, take a nice slice of, of, well, no, those, all right. We'll wait here. It's fine. It's good audio. Hey, everyone. This is, this is a round, right? Yeah. That's a butcher block. Okay. Well, the one I have is just like this, but it's triangular shaped. Yeah. I was going to make, I was going to make a banjo out of this, but this has all these, um, like the tree branches, knots in them. Mm hmm. From the heart, and I, I don't, I think those things will, that may be difficult. This is a fun piece of wood. I've been saying this for a while. No. Yeah, yeah. Everybody really likes what you're pointing at right now. Yeah, no. It's, no, a lot of so, listeners so, agree. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I was um, um, walking through the park one day, and it was the very merry month of, never mind, I'm done. That's what I'm working on. 
Okay, terrific. Uh, we'll wait for that limerick at the closing. Uh, let's see here. So, what are we... We already did that. Uh, let's do... <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Uh, topic. This one, uh, the title was debatable, but uh, I used my veto power, and we are calling it content versus product. No, we are calling and... it... Okay, anyways, so what are we... <laughs> yeah, exactly. wordy, whatever. So, the thing is... Uh, okay, so I'm going to let Bill, uh, because this was a listener email topic, which we love getting, and uh, Bill was sort of the, uh, I guess, the coordinator on this one. So why don't you tell us what it is, who it came from, and uh, I guess your position on it. We got an email from Haley, and um, it's basically, this person is asking if, uh, for a little bit of advice, uh, just starting out in woodworking, uh, is leaving the corporate world, and let's see... The question, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here. The question is, uh, I'm making baby steps. Just purchased a domain a few days ago. So I assume a website name. Um, but one Probably thing attractive has, land. Uh, well, I don't know these things. Like, see, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm, on the, <laughs> I'm on the side that doesn't know. I, I barely learned what a domain was. So, but anyway, uh, one thing that seems to come up is because, of, because this person is moving, they haven't been able to make. So things have been coming to mind like, do I need a business license? Um, do you have to keep track of your invoices? How do you prep for taxes? At what point do you need a, a tips and tricks? Any, anything like that, the boring nitty gritty stuff. But the way I read it is this person is not talking about starting a YouTube channel. This person is actually talking about going from corporate, maybe I'm assuming, I'm going to assume a lot. I'm assuming that this person maybe is in a position to where they can quit their corporate job and be able to afford to start out making a living as a reclaimer and asking for not, not a content creator, not a YouTuber, but literally like, I don't know, make stuff and go to craft shows and sell it or something to make a living. And that I think um, hit a nerve with Tim. No, it didn't. Uh, But, but there's a difference between becoming a maker and making a living, making stuff and becoming a maker and making a living, making content. And then there's some, a little bit of both. And I think that all three of us are that almost exactly. Yeah. That's why yeah. I wanted you to read the email again. Cause I remember we had this whole conversation come out of it and listening to it now, I don't know where the conversation came from, but cause it, we're the, ridiculous. Because... Yeah, we are. Cause Haley is definitely <laughs> yeah. just looking yeah. to get into the business of making things. But, right. but for some reason it, it sparked that conversation between us because I was thinking about other people that had reached out to me as you guys have too about mm-hmm. um you know making things and how when they start describing their idea of going into business one of the things they describe is like while well, i have my youtube channel and while well, i bought this new camera and we were kind of like uh, thinking like well what is it that you're going into business doing right can i you know? can i just interject real quickly because essentially to answer Haley's question like right away and very easily is is, is do not take tax or business advice from podcasters Please seek out out an accountant who will help you set up your business. Well, you know, a lawyer potentially to set up the uh, strike that. Grab a pencil. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. No, I I I wanted to speak to that because I recently just learned something um, a little bit about that and exactly what Phil said. But I just recently found out that I am a legit business because of Casey's Salon. They they pay me when I when I do stuff for them and I get a 1099, which is a federal form that they put with the IRS. As far as the IRS is concerned, and in my case, I am a business. And I didn't even realize that because we have an accountant because Casey has her own business. And now apparently I have a business and I have a regular nine to five. Uh, we have an accountant that takes care of it. And it's not that expensive. So my advice would be for anybody that's starting out is uh, just get an accountant. I mean, it's really not what I thought it was. I thought it was like, you know, $10,000 an hour for an accountant. And usually it's a couple hundred bucks for an accountant to do your returns. You know, it's not that much. If you're not a, a giant corporation, you're just a person. All, all the better to get the right advice from the get-go because it's right. way more expensive once you've messed up a whole bunch of times and, you know, mm-hmm. you've lost things or you haven't filed or you collected and remitted taxes incorrectly. Go see an accountant. As far as business licenses go, I do know that that's it depends upon what you're doing and where you live. So uh, a good resource for that is just to go to your city uh city hall and find out what department is there and find out if you do in fact need some places I know that I've lived in California. If you sell Avon, you have to get a business license from that town. Other places like, no, you don't need a, you don't actually have to have a business license, you know? So it differs from 
Well, and the, for different businesses, there's different things too. You know, correct. Storefronts are different than like a contractor or yeah, different from it, like a home office. Because a, a workshop is a home office. It's not like a retail location. So correct. You know, it's just like the same as a home office. And but again, do not take this too, advice from podcasters and <laughs> seek out accountants. Let's move well, on to the topic of – But one more thing though. But just I do want to get to our topic. But I just want to say – I just want to say what – because I wrote back to Haley um, – the, the, the you know the the message was full of these things about like like these roadblocks of like well there's you know just go out and make stuff and sell it just like all that stuff it doesn't have to happen instantly it'll it'll come as you need to do it like I was just talking about the recent process like I'm in the process of becoming an LLC for for reasons um, that I've, I've been in business for seven years and I never had to worry about any of that stuff. You know, it's just like, it's like, oh, like, get, you know, you just, you do it. And then if someone says, hey, by the way, I need a tax ID number for 10. I was like, oh, okay. I got my first 1099. So I brought that to my account. I got this now. Just go out and just make some, don't worry about any of that BS. But don't take advice it's, from podcasters either. <laughs> yeah. Don't take advice from podcasters and just know that that information is out there. And yeah, just based upon stuff. your email, you sound like you're way smarter than the three of us, or at least yeah. me. So, well, obviously. <laughs> Tim, we said okay. Oh, did, was that allowed? Oh, sorry, use your but inside the, but voice. The, but the content, uh, the 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 yeah. So the up. topic Phil, that Phil, we made up, up, yeah, yeah. The yeah, topic Phil. that we basically made up from an email that had nothing to do with this topic is it, what it, Bill it, illustrated it, earlier, which is you know the con- the business of content or the business of product or making essentially. And Bill's right. With the three of us are really very much a hybrid of both. Um, because we do make videos that, well, I don't know how much money we're making off the videos, but we do make some money off the videos and we also make and sell the product. So that is different. And I took to heart some advice that, uh, that Bob Claggett made on making it probably last year or so. And that was about diversifying revenue streams. If you expect to make all of your income from one source as a maker, then, then that's basically not going to happen unless... You know, you are self-funded for a couple of years until you get to be like to the million subscriber mark. Up until, or even if it never happens, the best way to have some kind of financial security is to diversify your revenue streams, which means have multiple places where you're getting some bank. And, you know, if that See, means... See, that's... I screwed up, man, because I thought basically Casey gives me an allowance. So sometimes I'll have her give it to me at home. Other times I'll wait till we go out to eat and I ask for my allowance. So I thought... We're the candy store... Yeah, uh, diversifying my <laughs> revenue stream just meant getting Casey to give me an allowance in different places in Hayward where I, I live. Learn from Bill's error. That is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean obviously, you know, uh, you know, making money off YouTube strictly again, like I said, unless you're getting millions of views, is not going to be something you can be like flipping the table over and you know quitting, you know, in front of your boss. I think uh, you still got to be making stuff. Again, like I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. Like I just, I just don't see it being a single stream revenue like oh, lifestyle. I, absolutely not. I look at it, you know, because I'm coming from as a working as a performing musician, and it was the same thing. It's like if you're, if you're, if you're trying to make a living as an artist, and we'll we'll call what we do art for the sake of of this conversation for uh, the sake of art. Yeah. <laughs> for art's sake. You can't like there's you know like Pablo Picasso got to the point where he could just like you know just paint but there was all those other years that you know he couldn't and he had to find ways to he literally had it was a point in his life called the brown period where he could only afford brown paint because that was the cheapest one right you know there's like and so you you make do with what you have which is actually how i got into reclaiming <laughs> brown paint? Story. but uh brown paint only um <laughs> the uh, <laughs> it's the cheapest paint to reclaim <laughs> hey you but, know that brown paint that you put underneath that um uh oh you know how old that, that stuff made. was Good tip. Yeah. I never yeah. thought of that. Gets rid oh, of the huh? shadows. That's yeah, a, that's you don't see the um, – for those who don't know what they're talking about, I, I did a, <clears> a, a plywood substructure and I reclaimed, reclaimed wood top on it. And I just painted brown first before I put all the reclaimed wood down because the wood has nail holes in it and stuff. If you leave the plywood blonde, you can see through the holes. So I always just paint it dark. That I was like my time. reclaimed brunette, you know? Yeah. Well, you sometimes I'll just do black spray paint, whatever I have handy, just whatever dark paint I have handy just to make Well, I don't see colors. Here. It's fine. Perfect. So right. yeah. uh, now I have no idea what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> As a musician, oh, just yeah, you can't you can't just have one gig. You know, you can't just have like 
like, oh, well, I play here every Thursday. That's just not going to cut it because then when they cancel you, you don't play there on Thursday anymore and you have no gig. You, you also got to be, sell merch. You have to sell, sell CDs. Most musicians I know teach private lessons. You're selling merch. You're selling CDs. You're doing multiple gigs. You're doing recording sessions. You're doing it online. You're online. It's the same thing here. You can't rely on any one single income stream. Uh, for for me, and I think for most people who make things for a living, the most important part of their income stream is the actual product that they're making. All the other stuff is like that safety net. Like I was talking about going to the library. I was just saying to my, my wife a couple hours ago. I was like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a good like you know diversification of income. Uh, I got paid to do that. Um, unless I go to some other library that doesn't pay me, but yeah. uh, they didn't know you were coming. So, yeah, you know, but yeah. you know, it's not, it's not like a ton of money. I can't, I can't quit my job. I'm going to the library one hour every three months and dumping a garbage can out on the floor. But add that to the, the little bit of money I get through Patreon, a little bit of money I get through this podcast, a little bit of money I get through YouTube. It, and now you have a viable income. And if one of those falls apart, you have all these other things. And that's the, really, I've been doing it my whole life. Uh, you know, even when I had part-time jobs and like actual real jobs and, it's just this it's, – it's really the only way you can do it. Um, For sure. But, yeah, yeah the, the content part of it, that's going to be the least stable and the least productive. The most productive thing is to make good things that people In want In the beginning, yes. Yeah. And, but the truth is on the flip side of it, you absolutely could make a living just making things, right? The video is that passive or the content is that passive income stream that Bill's always talking about that he wants to – build up with, which we all want to build up because these right. videos, it's not like you stop making them and all of a sudden, like, you, that's it, no more money. Like, whatever you've built up kind of lives on past your ability to routinely make it. So, you start, like, I don't know, Bill, uh, Tim, I'm sure you've made videos that are still making you money years later. Whatever yeah. that dollar amount is. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's still in the pipe. I mean, it's, really, it's really nothing for me because I don't have a ton of views, but it's, it's, but, you know, I made this, I started making the videos to get customers. Yeah, and, me too. and I have gotten two or three customers just because they found me on YouTube over the course of f- four years. I've been doing it now, uh, which is like you know pretty small, right? Bubkiss. Well, yeah, no, but one of them was like a three thousand dollar gig. Not Bubkiss. Yeah. So that's pretty hardcore. Okay. Good yeah, for you. you know, I mean, I've had a couple, you know, and so there's that, you know, it's like you're creating your. I always you're selling yourself first. Everything right. you do, it doesn't matter if you're making podcasts, you're making tables, you're making music, you're selling yourself first. If people don't like you, they're not going to buy what you have, you know? You sound like so, Willie Loman. All right. Hey, hey, I got to sell this air conditioner here. <laughs> Times are tough. It was hot. I'm going to go into the jungle. I'm going to get some diamonds with my brother. <laughs> but uh, no, it's I mean, true, though. This... He, it was a tragic story for him, yeah. but the truth of the matter is, you know, his sons were losers, but... You know, uh, we're talking about death of a salesman, by the way. The truth of the matter is, is you both need to be talented, work hard. But yeah, at the end of the day, your your personality is what's going to sell you. I mean, yes, maybe you can be some reclusive hermit, brilliant maker who makes like $10,000 tables. You don't need to talk to anybody, but you need but that agent who sells that's the that you're selling. That's the, maybe oh, so. I bought the table from that elusive hermit guy, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Well, I, yeah. you know you what? Need, I, th- I think most of us out there are not. Selling ten thousand dollar tables. I think most of it's not yet. out there. Are, right are now, making... I'm wasting my time with you guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I have, I have for my entire life. I have fallen back on the making of things to support myself. I've made fences. I've made decks. I've made furniture. I've remodeled mm-hmm. bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I've done plumbing and wiring. I've done all these things. When when actual employment went away, I've always been able to do that. Well, now I'm making for the joy of it for sharing and I'm putting it out there on video hoping that that will turn into when I get ready to another source and, and I can rely on that making again for revenue stream like you were saying mm-hmm. as part of a diversified revenue stream a little, mm-hmm. little retirement a little podcast a little AdSense a little this a little that and that's where that's it's got to be but I think well, you got to have you got if in this world in the maker community, whether you're making uh, robotics and you're doing that kind of stuff, or you're making a coffee table, you, you got to uh, this community is growing at a pace where you got get in it now. Let's do yeah, this. That's it. You know, this is you know now's we're the time. We're touching on a little bit of what we talked about when Mark was on the show. When uh, mm-hmm. when my best friend Mark was on the show, yeah, we talked we, a little. We bit. Did, yeah, that's my, probably where the conversation yeah. came from that made us think that yeah, the, maybe Haley's so. email was about this. We did touch right. upon that. Yeah. yeah. So, what would you say then? Because I've had some time to reflect on the conversation. What would you say now to the person who 
literally is both a newbie as far as making and a newbie as far as uh, content creation, you know, chicken and the egg. You mean like, if, if, what is the question though? The question is like, I want to be making money making. Okay. Okay. Never really made anything. Maybe is a little handy. Uh, maybe is a little bit good at videoing stuff. You know, like, should they be going into both? One? Neither? I think both. I, th- well, I think you should you should make things to sell, physical things to sell, and then start getting that whole video thing going. Just learn how to do that. Because you said they have a little bit of experience in both. Do both. I mean, like, very little experience in both. Yeah, well, if you're if if you have like a, a a real background in visual arts and whatnot, and you only know how to make a you know a, a very simple box with nails, but you can make a beautiful video of it, make the beautiful video, sure, and make the box of nails too. But if you're like you know if you're like really just starting and, and doing this stuff, if if, you, if you're looking to make money off of it, don't waste your time making the video. Make the box that you can sell at the craft fair because the video is not going to make you money unless it's like there's something really <laughs> magical about it. You know, um, make the video to share to be a part of the community because it's awesome and you never know who you're going to reach and who you're going to affect. But d- do that for the love. You know, if you're looking yeah. to make make money doing this, you're going to have to make product. Really, I would tend to agree. I think yeah. that um, no matter what it is, the people who are most successful at this are the people who are telling stories. Through video, well, either like from the people like Laura, like Laura Kampf, for yeah. example. Here's, I mean, she just blew up in like a year because she has this a, amazing ability to to do video art and to tell she's, a story. She's got both though, and, and she can, yeah. and she can make stuff. But for years and years, she was making stuff without a video camera, and that's how she got good at making stuff. So she right. can make these videos and make her look awesome. So if you're like a noob. Like, you know, I mean, why learn both at the same time? Get good at one, then get good at the other. But by the flip side of that, you do have people who sort of are taking you on their adventure of learning right from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, sure. But don't expect you it know, to be a revenue stream. Well, you got those guys, like uh, that couple, uh, Mike and Lauren. Have you heard of that channel? Um, I Yeah, that's... Um, uh, sounds familiar. You know what they are? They basically, I think they're on an RV now, but at first, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they would do, like, half and half. Half their videos were making, the other half was, like, finance and, yep. like, all that kind of stuff. So, dude was such a noob at the beginning that I think at one point, like, he had some kickback on his table saw, and it smashed him in the face because, like, he wasn't doing something. I, I don't know. I don't want to criticize. Whatever it was that he did, mm. kind of, like, was a very noob thing, and all of his projects were very, very noobish. That's how I just bruised uh, my rib, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was <laughs> laughing too hard at last week's podcast. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, and so he was taking us, and she was taking us along mm. on this venture, both on the, on the, on the, from the point of view of making and the side of videography and storytelling and mm. personal finance and all this stuff. So you were sort of coming on board at the ground floor of everything. And they had a sort of a compelling sort of dynamic between the two of them. So it was interesting to watch. Maybe you weren't necessarily learning something. And sometimes you were kind of well, yelling at the screen. Don't do that. Yeah. It's entertainment. I mean, that's, that's what, right. so if you have a story to tell in a compelling well way to tell it, then perhaps you can be making videos. Yes. But the truth is I agree with both parts of it that at the very beginning, you shouldn't expect that because you bought a $200 camcorder, that's it. You know, you're going to be a YouTube star and that's it. You're, you're making 7.2 mil a year. And I was going to say that we have talked in the past about managing our clients' expectations. Um, I think what yeah. we also need to learn is to manage our own expectations. 100%. Right? Well said. Because my, my favorite example is yeah. – um, <laughs> my favorite example is uh, Mr. Duresta. Here's a guy who, in my opinion, can make anything out of anything anytime he wants – is multi-skilled beyond With an compare. Arts too, of, you know, an arts yeah, and yeah. but he's he's one of the those guys that he's just now he's made himself a very solid base through content creation to where he's now having to make less and less and less and less. And he's talked about this recently. Uh, things to make a living. He's now mm-hmm. making content. Is becoming a little bit because he's diversified enough and everything. But he, you know, Jimmy's. Got, he's forgotten more about making stuff than I'll ever know, and and he's just now getting to a place where he's comfortable, and he's been at it for years now. So it's managing our own expectations, just like anything, man. You got to uh, talent. You said uh, somebody who was talented, Phil. I I have a pet peeve with I think Tim does too. There's no such thing I think as talent. 
gifted. It's skill. It's a, it's it's hard work and skill. And, I will say this. You know, I will say this every day for the rest of my life, and I think I do. There's no such thing as talent. It's desire. That's the talent. It's yeah. it's when it's when the saw kicks back and hits you in the face that you you start the saw up again and you and you figure out how to run the board through so it doesn't hit you in the face because that's. There- you know I mean, that there's... there's some inbuilt muscle memory, Tim. You've been around a lot of kids. Some kids can strap on a pair of skates and just skate, and some kids yeah, but have to practice at it for yes, years. I agree. But some it's people the are desire nations. of loving. Just because a kid can get skates yeah. on and just do it, doesn't mean that's where their passion is. They might want to grow up that and drive a means tractor. They're talented at it. They they have this inbuilt ability it's... to do something. No, you, you know, you, if you're if you're seven feet tall, you, you might have a better chance of. Making a slam dunk than someone who's four feet tall. Sure, there's like these innate things. That's but- not the same thing, and you know it. If you've well, got steady hands, you've got great coordination, you're going to have a better idea. If you're born with better these spatial- are skilled. These are skills. No, these are skills these are that you need to. These are inbuilt talent. You know, well, you've got better spatial recognition. You understand what a four four by four foot square is beyond someone who can practice and practice it forever. You know, these, well, they're, you, got, they're, you know what? Again, but it takes that desire for them to get there, though, Phil. What I think that's the point we're that's making. That's not true. Yes, some people are born with. That's not enough to get you there. No, that's what that's, that's what I'm no, to say. But there's yeah. people who are born with math skills, right? Who don't even have to blink; they just get uh, it. And some people just want to bet. Wait a minute. Get it. How much do you want to bet when you see that little six-year-old on TV singing a song that blows your socks off? That that six-year-old hasn't spent. Thousands of hours practicing. Of course, of course they have, but there was that right? something that allowed them to get that leg up in the first place. Yeah, you can't it's just hard like... work and desire and skills building. I mean, okay, and now they're talented. No, you're welcome. Well, now they're skilled the because they practice. <laughs> Skill comes from practice. Talent is something you're born with. Yeah, so but talent, are you saying I, again? Though I, I think say, the talent is what makes you want to practice. It's the desire. Really. It's it's the platform you're standing on. If you want to jump off it, by all means. But it exists. So what do you there. say to a guy that has no skill whatsoever in making stuff? Yeah. Doesn't really have a desire to. Yeah. Learns how to make really nice coffee tables yeah. and he sells them and that's how he makes his living. He, d- he doesn't care really one way or the other. Is this, well, why is would he you talented? do that? You don't care one way or the other. Is I'm asking he, you. you I'm, okay. Is that a talent? Is that a skill? What is that? If he doesn't put much effort into it and it comes to him naturally and easily, then yeah, that's talent. No, man. I don't think that's real. I think you okay. learn how your to do belief in it the... doesn't change what it is. <laughs> okay, then your ten thousand hour thing that you always say is not right either. Why? That's to, ten thousand hours is to master something. It's not even the. But same, if you're talented, you don't need to do that. No, all I'm saying is that talent is the jumping off point, right? You've got a leg up over someone who doesn't have that little you, box to stand on that takes him. You have two or her. people. You have two people that both want to do the same thing, and one of them has that innate ability that just right. makes them naturally adept Absolutely. to it, right? And I've watched this happen a bunch of times with kids, uh, and then the other one doesn't, and they have to work harder. You know what happens? The, the first one that's easy, like, yeah, oh, it's easy, whatever. They don't practice. The other one practices their butt off well, to catch up to the first one that surpasses them, and then the first one can't catch It's like, ah, I don't want to do this anyways. It why does that first one not practice? How do you because know that they don't they're not care, both practicing they don't have the t- and they don't have the desire? Because they're so talented. I got a, because, I got a yeah. buddy I went to high school with, okay? Didn't pick up a pair of skates until he was 13 years old, okay? Made the NHL. Just had a natural talent for it. Killed it. Just had a natural ability. Yeah, how many hours did he practice, though? He did, what? but you, I got practice yeah, my whole life, too. I'm not getting anywhere the ta- near the NHL. Well, yeah, I think what, so what you're trying to say is that just because you're talented, you're blaming everybody else. That's really close to what I'm trying to say, yes. <laughs> you have a talent for listening. <laughs> That's a skill, really. Yeah, you, you got to practice. I, work, I got 10,000 hours worth of this. It's all day yeah. long. No, all Phil, I, I, hear, I hear everything you're saying, and, and I do agree to some extent. But I, 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 do too. I think it's a I triangle, right? And if you lock one and don't do the other two, then yeah, of course yeah. one is going to suffer. But all things being equal, somebody who starts with talent versus someone who doesn't start with talent, and they both practice and they both put in the time, the guy with the born, inborn talent is going to do better. It's going to go further, sure, because they have whatever that leg up is. But right. the, the other person is maybe barking up a different tree than they should be. You know, maybe there's some other innate Maybe, ability. maybe. But but I, you know, you guys I are sounding like, very red over there. I don't know. It's a lot of communism on this podcast all of a what? sudden. The same for everybody Whoa. all the time. I don't believe in that guy. Sorry, when, it's a meritocracy. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think for the hey, most we don't have part, a queen on our coinage. 
It's symbolic. We're just trying to be nice. You know, I think every now and again, there's going to be a Wayne Gretzky in the world, but the rest of us, the normal guys, uh, talent is really just because of hard work. It's skills that are learned. Well, I got one yes, for you. The you whole NHL right. is Wayne Gretzky's. You got to think about all these guys <laughs> who had the leg up in yeah, the talent hundreds? over it's the a, millions a, of other guys who didn't. Right, it's a few hundred elite I just, people. There's there's a commercial playing right NFL, now in, in the states seven billion that it NBA says. World. Listen, there's a commercial that's playing right now. It's one of the better commercials I've ever seen. It says there are like 534 um, uh, basketball. Uh, whatever they're the, players? No, professionals. Yeah. yeah. There's 1200 something football players, blah, 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 blah. And it says the world has 7 billion people in it. There's other stuff that we need to learn how to do. Not everybody's going to be that superstar, that, that gifted, talented person. So, but they're you saying find your gifted. talent and build from that. They're not right. saying like, build keep shooting for sets. stuff you suck at. <laughs> I think what they're also saying is get your head out of the clouds a little bit and like well, yeah. you know there's great stuff you could be doing that isn't one of these Which stereotypical things right back to what I just said is we gotta manage our own expectations that's true I You're do welcome. agree with that oh, he's gonna pretend he every time this. he wants us to thank him just it makes me want to not thank him you don't say <laughs> <laughs> you don't say but that, that is that is a, it is a that good is point, his though. talent yes what yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he worked really hard at that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that the, the the content versus product. Like I, you know, I've I get a, I get upset when when people say like, "Oh, you're so talented." I'm like, I'm like, screw you, man. I worked really hard to do this. Like, every I don't think I have any talents. I think I've worked really hard for everything I've learned to do. And I'm not I'm not a master musician, and I'm not a master woodworker, and I'm not you know, or any of these things. I work really hard at it, and I understand who I am, and I sell, and I make accordingly, and I and I produce accordingly to see the the difference between the Uh, difference between you and I. If you told me I was talented, I would take that as a compliment. If somebody that doesn't know a damn thing about the work that I've been through to learn what I've learned and the skills that I've grown says, Oh, you're so talented. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, there's a lot of hard work that goes behind it, but you know, Izzy saying, Hey man, nice job. That feels better. Tim says, Hey man, nice job. That feels better. Phil says, Hey man, nice job. That feels better. When I know somebody who knows what I've been through, what I know. Right. It's not shallow. It's not, it's not, that's a point. Here's another point though. Right. So when you, when someone says you're talented, which way are you taking that? What do you think that they're complimenting exactly? Do you think that they're complimenting your making skills, your video skills, or your ability to tell a story and to be to tell a narrative, to turn this chicken coop that you made into a compelling story that someone wants to sit through for 11 minutes? Because that is a talent. And there are people that can do that. 100%. And yeah. you're one of them, so congratulations. Yeah, Take the money and run, are. Tim. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm I sat working. through your chicken coop. Take the money and run. I never made a chicken coop. What are you talking about? I don't know, but something you would make. I'm probably a chicken coop. If you made a make. chicken coop, I would watch it. I'm going to so make as a chicken Bill would say, so you have you're welcome. To watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to just be 11 minutes of you, like, scratching your beard going, hmm, where do I put this chicken wire? Uh, and then I, I, I will drive say down this. Lowe's and buy one. <laughs> <laughs> you are so talented. I will say this that um, all eleven minutes. (laughs) All the years all the years that I've made things, I've never enjoyed it more than I have in the last two years. Finding this community Because of the videos? Um because I think the interweb, the connection, you know, Mm -hmm. the fact that uh yeah, I think it is because partly because of the videos, but it's just the the internet itself, this this social media that we all engage in now. More joy for me than I've ever, ever, ever experienced in my life making things. And I've done some really satisfying stuff with my hands. And that came out a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but we'll I mean, honestly, we'll I mean, I've, I've, I've had people. I've had people that have, that have told me thank you so much. I, you know, you you rebuilt the wind blew down my fence. I I fixed it for this one person, and they were just so thankful. I didn't charge him. I got dinner, and that meant a lot to me. It's like here's a person who couldn't do that, you know. And you know what? That um, that, that feels way better than than a thumbs up on a video too. By the way, but not as good well, as a again, comment. It no, depends upon awesome. who. Yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> but, I want. I yeah. wish. I wish thumbs up came with the who gave you the thumbs up, because that would make me feel. I special. wish the thumbs down did. Because yeah, that's it. what I want to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, I love. I love them. I love them all. But uh, you know, the, the, you, you, that is an excellent point. 
and and join the community, make videos, make things, be a part of it, no matter where you are and what you do, but just be realistic about where you're going to pay the mortgage while you're doing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like the, the fairy godmother of telling people to quit their jobs and follow their dreams. But if you, if you have bills to pay, make sure you can pay your bills while you're doing it. Like I've done that, but I didn't just quit. You know what I mean? I made a, I made a plan and I built up to it. For sure. And, and AdSense on Google or on YouTube wasn't, wasn't part of the plan and it still Mm -hmm. isn't. No. I mean, it's just, it's just, um, it's, it's just a bonus now and it's a very small, it's it's again, it's just a small part of a revenue stream that you're trying to create to make it diversified. Right. Yes. You know, I, this is sort of off topic, but I, I want to echo what Bill Bill said about sort of the last two years being the most satisfying. And that's true for me as well, because you know, I, I've made things, you know, good, great, horrible, whatever it is. But the truth of the matter is I've never sort of been part of a community before that gets it. Like you show somebody a picture of something and you're getting a compliment about it. You're getting it from someone who knows how you made that, right? Mm. It's not like magic, you know, like... Uh, I think the expression about magic is that any sufficiently advanced technology is is thought of as magic. Like if you just don't get it, right? Like a TV for a lot of people is just magic because you don't know how it's broadcast, how it's transmitted, all that stuff. So the same thing for for woodworking or making or anything like that. If I show this to you know my mother in law, she's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! It's terrific!" It's and, I, and I'm like, "It's a box." But if like Tim or Bill says that's an amazing box, it's because they know what a horrible box looks like. You know, and and this one happens to be nice. They may have made a horrible box. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, that's or, it. or twelve or a hundred thirty. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they know the 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 let's say the the price you've paid to get skilled at this. You know, so well that's why when you watch guys like like Spags, my best friend, he's my or best friend, Jimmy, my best friend. or Izzy, or any of these these guys that are out there and they really made a name for themselves, and you see what they do. Like, I know I may not be able to replicate that instantly, but I do know that I have enough skill set that I could learn how to make what they made. Yeah. But what I have, what I have more of is just enough general knowledge to know what they know. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. That it took to make yeah. that thing. It's like, that's what blows me away. It's not yep. the fact that Jimmy made a little treasure chest looking thing out of a log and cut his own little brackets off of metal and, and just did it in a fast forward video. It's the fact that, they thought it. You got it. There's some yeah. skill set behind that. Lots and yeah. lots of like, skill set. I'm not buying set, no hinge. Know? I got this, no. this, and this. I don't need yeah. to. Yeah. I mean, it's and, like. And yeah. the inspiration to know that something like that is even possible to like just even come up with the idea, but especially Izzy, right? Because A, you know, oh, this gosh. guy paid his dues. Mm. Call back to the episode he was on where we talked about paying your dues. And yep. two, you know, like the, th- the things that he comes up with, like his, like this vice that he just invented, you know, the quick lock vice thing. Yeah, maybe I could make it if, like, I followed along his instructions. Yeah. But dude invented it in his head and made it real. You know, that's totally different. Absolutely. My that- The other example, Mark Spagnolo, it just stays in my mind. When he was when he was doing that, that uh, um, uh, Maloof-style, I think it was a rocker, yeah. uh, rocking chair, and uh, what do you call the styles or the back pieces, whatever they are. For him, he's not even looking at what he's doing. He's looking at the camera, and he's showing you how to put a pencil mark here, and you start take away slowly. I mean, the, the skills, the skill sets that he built and learned and practiced, for him to be able to look away from what he's doing with his hands while he's making this beautiful piece of fine woodworking blows me away. Yeah, and you he made that for me, but you're right. Absolutely. Talent does not do that. Skill does that. But it gives right. you a head start. <laughs> And I'll give you a head start. I'll give you go a ahead. head start. A head start to another podcast. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Phil, you know that Tim makes me say all this stuff, right? He sends me email messages and says, hey, tell Phil his hair looks funny. And I do it, but I thought you knew that. Yeah, the funny thing is, is you don't know this, but I contractually make Tim make you do that. <laughs> it's what makes this merry-go-round go round. <laughs> <laughs> so Marilyn, I love the idea of you scripting all three of us and then uh, writing it dance, out. Dance, my puppets, fine. dance. <laughs> no, it's talent. Uh, Next, <laughs> just so you can have this conversation with yourself. That's you know? right. Listen, I mean, oh, that's what geez. it's all about, right? Me, me, me. Um, this was so, fun, boys. So this is a good one. I enjoyed this. Yeah, we should do more controversial things where I yell at you. This is this was a good one. <laughs> 
I need more. You should. You should or be just push more often, push the right. record button a lot sooner when we start the podcast. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Zing. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, wait, wait, and YouTube. Wait, 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 what are wait, we wait. watching? What are, what are you doing? Oh, What's man. up with you? Man, you I don't know. I guess I was eager to get this. out of here. All right. What are we watching? Right, uh, Bill, what are you over. watching? All right. I am watching a guy, uh, because I'm into this whole cigar box guitar thing, Glenn Watt, two N's, two T's. And uh, what I like mostly about him is his backstory. He, he had some trials and tribulations in his life, and he's now making – like I am, he's making music and making instruments and he's just blown away by the fact that he's able to do that. And I am as well. And he does a lot of videos. Uh, not only does he, you know, has some tutorials on how to build these things, but he does a lot of videos and teaches you how to do one finger songs and songs. I know like bad moon rise in hotel, California. I'm so lonesome. I could die summer of 69, one string plucking a strum, that there's some genius behind that because that makes me feel mm. like, you know what, I'm going to keep doing this because now I want to learn more. There's, there's some passion behind it. Glenn Watt, he's got about 5,000 subscribers. He's, I just love the guy. Um, he's, he's really motivating me in this whole music thing that I had no idea I would ever be able to do. So I appreciate him. And if he's, uh, happens to be listening to this podcast one day, I gave you a shout, but I don't think he does. But anyway, check out Glenn Watt. Nice, Tim. Um, you know, just like we like we uh, Einstein said, paraphrasing that if you don't really understand something, unless you can explain it to a six year old, and uh, that's it. Sounds like you know, it's like when you can break a song down to like one finger and you can give it to other people. That's really special. That's like Einstein level. Are you calling Bill a six year old? I'm not following. No, I'm calling this. No, he's Glenn, calling Einstein. I'm calling Glenn talented. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> That gentleman in comedy is what you call a callback. Yes, it's a callback. He so, did an interview. He, there's a video of him doing an interview where somebody is saying to him, "You're, you know, you're an artist," and blah 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 blah. And he, he's like, he reacts the same way I do. It's like I don't know how to take that. I'm, I'm a maker. Um, it's it, it, the guy's so humble and nice. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I'll keep going on and on about him. Glenn Watt. Go ahead. Oh, I'm going to check him out for real. And uh, I'm going to mention uh, a non-YouTube fella right now who is also very talented his name is bill nye and he has a new show on netflix i remember oh, bill he nye, must the be talented guy, because his we first kids. name is bill that's why uh so remember when we were kids bill nye the science guy you know um well maybe you were a kid phil i guess i was a grown man but you were probably in your 40s uh yeah, yeah but i, I was still kid. watched it. <laughs> wait that's not funny i'm older than you <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I've watched it again with Vance because it was like the, the reruns are on Netflix. But uh, yeah, so he has a new show, but it's for adults. Um, oh, cool. He's shirtless. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrifying. Uh, yeah, for a second, I, know, I thought you were being serious. No. It's, like, it's, and this uh, is a nipple. What? <laughs> Science. <laughs> if you have three of them, is it called a thripple? <laughs> Why is no. two mean ni? <laughs> I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just ignore that part. But so, uh, anyways, one. I watched like the first three, and they were great. They were like, I mean, it was a little weird and awkward the way it's set up, but uh, but it's Bill Nye, and he's talking about cool stuff. That's my recommendation. Phil, finish <laughs> laughing and say your thing. I'm still laughing at the thripple. <laughs> <laughs> it takes talent to work through that. <laughs> More like skill. You've had a lot of practice at it. Yeah, weekly. <laughs> Way to power through, Tim. Um, I am watching. Uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, you guys suck. I, <laughs> <laughs> He's got no talent whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, power through. I am watching Tommy Tompkins. Uh, that might be his real name. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, so he's basically uh, he's, he's pretty talented, very skillful. Uh, <laughs> But he's uh, looks like he's just starting out. He's building out a shop, and he's doing it, like, really organized. Like, he's got all these sort of steps to building out his new shop, and they're all in different parts. So, like, the first one's building it out in SketchUp, and then there's building out stations, and then he's plugging his tools in and all these things. So it's really cool because I always love, like, the shop tour kind of stuff, how do other guys set up their, their stuff and their equipment. But for me, the coolest part of the, of the series that he's doing is he's got a radial arm saw, like this, like, vintage dewalt and it's really cool and uh, i'm kind of into like vintage tools right now because the drill press that i got is like this 
I don't know, 30-year-old jet. And I don't know. I kind of like that it's older and super heavy and cast iron. They're better. And, uh, yeah. And I've been thinking about a radial arm socket. You get them so cheap. Like, if you just get one of those Craftsman ones. And I was thinking about, like, dados because I'm do- doing some cabinetry and maybe some more cubbies and stuff. And they're so great for that. So, I don't know. I was giving it some thought. They, Anyways, they take this- up a lot of space, though. I know. That's- yeah, I don't know. be afraid of them. I don't know what that fear people have of that is I'm no worse scared. than any other tool. But they take up so much room, and you can do the same thing with your table saw and a, and a chop saw that you can do with a radial arm saw. I know, but then I would just get rid of the chop saw, and you know, and then I wouldn't ever have I'm about to change ready to out give the blade. No, no yeah. you know what? I would probably, if I had to choose between the radial arm and the chop saw, the chop saw would have to go. Right? Because yeah. anything you can do with the chop saw, you can do with that, and you can do dados. Yeah, repeatable I mean, data. You, you can even see them. It's a real pain in the neck, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Frank Howarth. Yeah, he's, he has a dedicated. He's got. He's got. I think. No, he's, I was going to say that. He, yeah, he's got three of them. Well, one of them is a sixteen-inch beam saw, so that's massive. But he's got one that's dedicated for dado. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Well, and he and he did a very good space-saving thing where he's got them all built into the same bench. Right. So, so he he's, also got, he's also got a shop that's about five times the size of yeah, Phil's little house. corner of the garage. He's got an outbuilding. Like, it's different. <laughs> I've got a curtained-off section of my small two-bay garage. So. Yeah, you sure you're with, the, you're with your wife's car. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and now all the summer toys of, like, my kids, you know, they're, like, they're scooters and they're, you know, bicycles yeah, and stuff. My, my shop is full of three-wheel trikes now. I have that's two it. of them now. And, but they're not even your kids. They're Dave Gagne's. So no, the yeah, no they're mine. They're, they're, oh, they're yours. They're, they're, they're yeah. three stories tall. They're one of those. Um, well, they're, so, no, they're uh, like those bicycles, like a 22-inch wheel, you know, 24-inch-wheel bike. But, but, oh, what? like the old-timey ones? No, well, like the things that, like... like the pe- a penny farthing, I think they're called. No, not one it's, of those. It's just called an adult tricycle, Tim. It's it doesn't mean you trike. have to be... Adult doesn't tricycle. mean you have to have different abilities <laughs> to have one. Sounds like a triple X move. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. I'll tell you in the. So after you're talking show. about this guy that that's kind of doing a, the. Anyways, he's building out a shop, rate alarm saw, <laughs> looks cool, yada yada. Oh, and he started out this. Um, okay, so here's the other thing. His most recent video is called Lift Bridge Workstation, and it's like this really really cool workstation. It kind of looks like a Bowflex, except you can work in a bunch of different positions: standing desk, sitting desk, reclining desk, yada yada. And he's sort of selling the plans for you to build it yourself or. For you to be uh, a local manufacturer selling these things that you make in your own marketplace. So it's a different sort of business model and it's really cool. And I thought that was really interesting. So that was another, mm. you know, um, interesting sort of new business model. I'm always interested in new business models and that's that's one of them. So that's that. That is interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you check that out. Because you know, that, remind, that reminds me of, um, real quick though, you know, April has moved and she's uh, in the process of building her shop. But she just put out a video where she and her husband are now going to share the three car garage. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was, it was, it's a cool video, but she unpacked everything she learned in her old shop. She unpacked it in the French cleat system for holding stuff and just all this stuff and did this organizing in, in this three car garage. Um, that was pretty cool. April is one of my favorite makers. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Just, she's like, this is just temporary. I'm going to give it to hubby when I'm all done, but until my shop is built, I'm going to do this. And it's so amazing. It's already 10 times better than my shop. And it's just temporary for her. So anyway, right. April Wilkerson, check it out. Yeah. No, April's cool. Mm. Um, okay. So I think now we can get to the part that I messed up before. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, I'm Phil Pinsky and check out Maker Tech Reviews. I just put up a new review t- today that uh, Greg Lobb sent me about a Ryobi biscuit joiner, so that's cool. Um, WilliamLutz.com. Uh, thank you, Justin Sparks. I'm pronouncing that correctly. It is Sparks, right? Yeah. Yes, just okay. like a welder when you touch metal and you see the flash. You make the sparks. Right. Sparks. Okay. TimSway.net. Thank you, Jason Payne. Correct, yeah. Okay. Just Contact like when you for... listen to Bill and your head starts to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I even you said that one even unprompted. I didn't even have to tell you to say that. Look at these guys. That script, You're now a real boy. Um that's a reference to Pinocchio. So um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback. 
Uh, we love hearing from you in all shapes, ways, and forms. Um, on Twitter, at Reclaimed Audio, or by email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And that goes to all three of us at the same time. If you want to send us something personal, for whatever reason, it's either Bill, Tim, or Phil at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Um, on iTunes, leave us some reviews. Uh, we got some interesting ones today that I will gloss over. Uh, they were all five <laughs> stars. Just always, they're always just fun. Yeah. And, uh, I Patreon- think that was all just some fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio is the best way to help us out. And something that I, I put up there a long time ago as a reward that I never really talked about was the highest reward level, and it's $75 an episode. And that actually lands you a guest spot on the show. So for 75 bucks, you could be on the show. So think about that. How often? Every time they pay the 75 bucks, so you might just have a fourth co-host. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> pay to play? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How much to replace Bill? Let's put up like one to where you just like replace Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a Patreon goal. <laughs> it could be like, we pay you. <laughs> you know no. the commercials, you know, glass of water, 10 bucks, blah, blah, blah. Replace Price- Bill. Yeah. Priceless. Anyways, that, and, that one's thank, half, uh, whatever. Thank you, Haley, for sparking a podcast episode that may or may not have had anything, anything to do with to answering do. your question. <laughs> we really appreciate that. But we had fun. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's, that's all I got. Have a great week, guys. Be good. Bye, everybody.